The Grappling Hour is brought to you by Ludagear, athletic support items created by grapplers for grapplers. Fire Grub Meal Prep. Meal Prep. Done right. grappling fans it has been a wonderful end of the year i hope you guys have been spending your christmas or your holiday or whatever the hell you're celebrating i don't really care because here's the important thing i have a great guest for you right now and normally we would close out the year and do some sort of like clip compilation some sort of thing where we look back at old guests but i wanted to bring you guys a special episode today on this friday afternoon it is 2:50 over here on the best coast time with a gentleman who's been in the news recently um for a number of reasons, for winning fights, for going on Joe Rogan, for losing a fight that should be happening in L.A. So we're going to try and get to the bottom of all these questions and much, much more. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we have to bring on the man himself. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our good friend, Rafael Lovato Jr. Rafael, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me on. Uh, well, thank you for being on. What, what do you do to celebrate a, a Christmas or a holiday, sir? Uh, well, I mean, it's been, uh, this year has been quite a bit different than most. Um, uh, you know, I, I was supposed to be in camp, um, getting ready for a fight in just a little over a month. Um, and so I've already made, I already made all the arrangements and everything to, um, be training really hard. Uh, had several people come here to Oklahoma, um, to, you know, train with me and help me prepare. And I uh, did not change those plans. Um, most of them were already here whenever I got the news about the fight. So um, it was too late to, to, you know, shift things around. And the couple people that maybe I could have I tried to, you know, reschedule, um, the tickets were like non-refundable and everything. And you know, it was just like, well, let's just go ahead and get everyone together now and, um, and, and train and, you know, have some fun. And it, it was, uh, pretty intense, but also relaxed at the same time. The training was really hard, but I didn't have to stress about, okay, now the fight is just this far away or anything. You know, I, when I got home, I could let go a little bit, eat, you know, a little more freely and uh and relax and not have to you know uh carry quite um so much stress on my shoulders so um i was able to enjoy christmas uh had a great meal family friends um but uh i've been training extremely hard um during this time um so uh normally in december holidays i really turn off um because i only have you know, a couple small windows in a whole year where I can really just 
kind of let go and and not have to force myself to to train or get ready for anything. Um, so normally I don't do much of anything. I uh, I mean I still roll around and whatnot um, and teach classes when we're open, but um, I don't uh, I don't hold myself to the sort of standards that I do the rest of the year. Um, but uh, this this time time around, I would say I was you know. I wasn't at a full hundred percent, but I definitely wasn't at my like chill 50%. I was probably at like a, a pretty strong 80%. <laughs> um, and, uh, but you know, still had a great time. And, uh, for new year's, I'm going to take a little vacation. Um, since the fight, you know, is, is postponed. I just thought, okay, let me relax just a little bit right now while I can. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to travel for a week. Um, and, uh, and then come back and get back on the grind. Okay. So just to backtrack for just a little bit, we were trying to get you on like right when you were, uh, you won your last fight and, uh, you know, scheduling comes up and obviously things come into play. And, uh, right when I was reaching back out to you, you got called in to do the Joe Rogan podcast. And I was like, well, I suppose you should go do that. And, you know, I mean, that was a great experience. You're, I think that you, it's a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity for so many people. So I'm really glad you got that opportunity. But the focus, even Thank from you. then, was you saying, Gegard, you really, really wanted that fight. Then we come to find very shortly after that that you were going to get that fight. And then we found out that he sustained it was a back injury, correct? Yes. Okay. When did you find out? How did you find out? And what were you feeling when you did find out? Um, I first got word um, almost a week before it became public. Um, so I would say right around two weeks ago. Um, yeah. What is today? Yeah, right around mid-December. So... Um, you know, I, I just heard from my manager, actually, uh, you know, uh, Musashi's manager and my manager are friends. And so, um, you know, they were nice enough to, to give us a bit of a heads up, um, you know, before I, I would hear from Bellator, hear it online or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I heard about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Okay. And then that immediately, like you said, you had training partners who were coming in specifically to help you get ready for this fight, non-refundable sort of a thing. That's been a huge rage all this week. But in your specific case, it's awkward because that's the fight that you want. So that means that you will no longer be on the Bellator card in Los Angeles because you're going to wait for that fight, correct? Yes, that is correct. Um, you know, I've worked so hard to get to this this point. Um you know, like the, for me there, you know, if it was another fight, if it was anything but a title fight, um, I would definitely stay on the card and just, we would have found a replacement. Um, but at this point, um, uh, since it is a title fight, um, and I, I believe, uh, Musashi is not going to need very much time. I think he really just needs like an, an extra month or so. Um, so, you know, I'm still waiting on, on, you know, getting some details on, on when we can reschedule this and everything, but it shouldn't be too long. Uh, I think his side is hoping for somewhere around the first half of March, uh, which I would gladly agree to. So, um, 
basically I'm just waiting for, for the reschedule. So nothing, nothing was wasted. You know, um, I mean, I had already invested a lot and put a lot into the camp. Um, and you know, I just had so many amazing people with me. Um, and so, yeah, sure. You know, uh, it was a bit of a, of a letdown as far as like our, our, uh, you know, our, our momentum, I would say, but even then, it, no, like it was all very positive. So, um, at first, you know, like I said, it was just a big, a little bit of a hit. It was just like, okay, uh, what's going to happen? You know, everyone's here. We're all working for this, this goal. Um, and so it shook us up a little bit, but, um, you know, we all, we all got over it. We all made the most of, of what we had. You know, I had, I had two of my best training partners from Curitiba, um, here in Curitiba, Brazil, uh, from Evolu South Thai. I had, uh, Shanji Hibero, uh, you know, everyone knows who he is. Uh, my, my main Muay Thai coach, uh, Mauricio Veo, who's the head of Evolu South Thai with his brother, Andre Dita. Um, he was here, um, you know, and then I had, um, uh, let's see, Cameron Shane, my, my movement and mobility coach and teacher, he came through, um, a really amazing, probably one of the top three wrestlers in the country right now, Jacob Casper. Um, he is, uh, uh, coaching this year now at Duke university. He's coaching their wrestling. Uh, an incredible, incredible wrestler. He's been working with Daniel Cormier. Um, I also brought him into town. So, you know, I was doing everything I possibly could to surround myself by the best, you know, the best people possible, each in their own craft. Um, and we really had an amazing, um, you know, it's been about two and a half weeks now. They, they just started going home. Um, uh, this past week and some of them had different on different days, but, uh, all in all, I had about two and a half weeks, uh, with, with different visitors in town. And, uh, you know, it was really an amazing time. And so, you know, there was no, there was no wasted time. Like, even though the fight is getting postponed, um, you know, the training was amazing. I learned so much, got much better. I'm already getting sharp. I'm already in great shape. Um, you know, like it, it, it was an incredible time. So, um, you know, I, I'm going to be that much better now whenever we do get into the full real camp. Uh, but like I said, uh, I, I was on track. I'm still on track. Um, I'm already in great shape. So everything's good. Now I'm just waiting for the new date. That's all. I'm curious. Did they try to offer you another fight? Uh, I Not really. Um no, not really. I think, I mean, it was pretty understood right from, from the get-go that, uh, especially if they would have been like, oh, Musashi's out for six months or a year or something like that. You know, he needs to have knee surgery and we don't know what, you know, if it was something like that, um, I think the, you know, getting a new opponent conversation would have, uh, you know, would have came up a little more, but, um you know, from, from, from everyone's understanding, he doesn't need much time. It's just a, a minor back thing. And, uh, you know, we, we can, we can reschedule this right away. So, I mean, I don't make mean to make this about me, but, uh, you know, you were in my backyard and when you come to my backyard, I always like seeing you fight. So I was like, Oh, cool. I get to go. And I don't. All right, cool. Well, that was, yeah. Fun. You know, that, 
that is the one thing I would say um, was the, you know, the biggest letdown is, you know, no matter where it happens now, it's not going to be in L.A. And I was definitely really excited to fight there. Um, you know, I won, I won uh, all my jiu-jitsu world titles there. So, you know, it kind of it had that feeling like, oh, now I get to fight for my first MMA world title there. Um, you know, it, it just seemed like it was, you know, meant to be. And, of course, I have so many friends, jiu-jitsu friends, um, you know, the University of the Hibeto Jiu-Jitsu uh, headquarters in San Diego. So um, there was going to be a lot of people there. And I already had several friends and students already purchase their plane tickets mm. to be there in L.A. So, you know, um, at least it wasn't six days before, like, what's happening <laughs> this weekend. But, uh, but yeah, it, the not, not fighting in L.A., I'd say, is probably – kind of the biggest letdown at this point, but hopefully, um, you know, we'll get another great venue. Who knows? Maybe it could end up being New York or something like that, that, that will be, you know, also super cool. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Here's the thing from a fan perspective that I enjoyed, which is seeing them have so much faith in you in the sense that you know how much effort they were putting behind that card. And when you made your call and they said, yeah, we're going to give you that fight, you know, on a very solid level, when you mention other big venues like New York or wherever, it's probably very likely that they're going to give you a good place, much in the same way they tried to stack this card. So I feel secure knowing that. I also feel secure knowing you're fairly popular wherever you go. So I don't I don't really think you're short on fans uh, in a number of places. So uh, there is that. I did want to ask, though, tell me about going on Joe Rogan, because... Again, it's one of those things where I say, man, the potential for that to continue not only growing Bellator, but yourself. You guys had a great message that you were spreading on that uh, show that, you know, I I didn't necessarily expect, but I was very, very happy to see uh, conjoined with your appearance. Talk about that experience. What was that like? Oh, it was super cool. Um, it was a bit surreal, you know, like... Uh, watching a show for so long and, and, you know, he, uh, he's mentioned me a few times and people have been talking about it for a number, number of years. Like, oh, when are you going to get on? When are you going to go on? You need to get on the show sometime. Uh, and they would, you know, tag Joe Rogan and everything. And so, um, you know, like it, it had been on my mind and it had been something that I was, you know, kind of dreaming of for a while. And it just seemed like it all happened so fast. You know, I actually got invited right before the Salter fight. Hmm. Um, and, and I knew of that date and everything. And, and um, you know, my, my, my good friend, Justin Wren, he was already scheduled to be on uh, at that time. And then he was like, hey, man, Joe just hit me up and said, he said to bring Lovato this time, you know, so man, I'm so pumped. You're, you're going to get to be on with me and blah, 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 blah. And he was so excited. And I'm like, I'm like, Justin, calm down. I'm fighting in a few days. I need to win this. I need to win this fight first. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go on the show after just losing. So, um, you know, I, I I didn't tell anyone about it, and uh, and I didn't get too excited uh, for it right away uh, because you know, first things first, I had to I had to you know um, scratch off a, another mission, yeah. and so once uh, once I was you know, the fight was over and, 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 you know, I was victorious. Um, 
you know, like the next day, you know, I'm hanging out with my guys there in, in Idaho and, uh, and it was just like, uh, Justin was there and I was like, you know, big pig me, I'm going to go on Joe Rogan with you. You know, we, we were, we were super pumped and that was just a, a couple of weeks away, a few weeks later, you know? Um, and so, yeah, then I got super excited and, and so then, like I said, it all happened so fast. Uh, next thing you know, we were there and, and in his studio, which is amazing, by the way, the, by the way, like the, the, the little building that he has, there's so many cool things in there. Um, and, and, and Joe's, Joe's like, okay, you know, he's counting us down and all right, we're live. And, uh, and so it was my first time to do anything like that, where, you know, there's 30,000 plus people all listening or watching right at that moment. Um, and so that was a little different, you know, I've done several podcasts and interviews and, you know, film for documentaries and things like that before, but none of that is ever live. You know, the only thing I've ever done live is actually fight and, you know, in a way that's almost a little easier than, than trying to formulate your thoughts on, on what you want to say. So, um, I got a bit nervous. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a great experience and, um, hopefully I'll get another opportunity and I can, I can do even better, uh, you know, on, on just, you know, my communication and and how I want to say or how I end up saying what I want to say. And, uh, but it it was an awesome experience. Very thankful. Shout out to Joe Rogan. Um, thank you for having me on and, and, uh, look forward to do it again. Do you grade yourself on these sort of things? Because, uh, you know, I mean, this is, this is my field and I'm very much a, a tape and listen and go back and watch. Like I do that the same way you watch footage yourself, like when you're grappling or fighting, but are are you that hypercritical? Because I thought your appearance was just fine. Um, I, I'd say I am like, I'm like that in everything I do, you know, just extremely competitive and always, you know, want to do my best in everything. And, and of course, never miss a, a great opportunity. Um, and like I said, it all happened so fast. So when it was over, I was just, when it, when it was over, I was kind of just trying to remember, you know, obviously we watched it and everything, uh, shortly after, but, um, I, I did have a feeling of like, ah, I don't think I did good enough. I don't think I did that well, but you know, uh, obviously the, the feedback has been great. And, and, and since then I, I, you know, I don't feel that way now, but, um, but right when it was over, I was, it just, like I said, it all happened so fast and, um, yeah, it was just a bit of a rush and I couldn't, I couldn't really like say, yes, I, I, you know, uh, I'm happy with how I did. I was just kind of like, man, did I do okay? I was just, I just had questions to myself and to those that were with me, like, you know, um, yeah, I was just a little nervous. I, I, I wasn't nervous until he said, all right, we're live. And then, <laughs> you know, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking he was going to kind of warm up with, um, with pygmy first because, uh, you know, Justin has been on several times. Um, and he goes right to me and he's like, first thing he says is, man, I wish you fought in the UFC or I wish I could commentate your fights in the UFC. Um, and so it just, he put me right up on the, you know, on the stand right away. And, and it just like, Oh, okay, here we are. We're on, <laughs> you know? And so it, I just had to get, get into my group a little to bit. To be fair though. It was good. Yeah. He was, he was pretty close on trying to poach you over to the UFC, uh, from my ears. Uh, you know, it was very quickly just being like, you like your contract? And you're like, I'm just fine at Bellator. And he's like, but, but come on, man, you want, you want to come to the UFC? And I'm like, yo, don't let him lose his job, Joe. 
Jesus. Um, <laughs> I know. I didn't. I didn't know how to respond at first. Like you uh, responded just fine. I yeah. just knew from my perspective. I was like, I think you're okay. Let the man fight for his title that he's worked very hard for. Um, I just the reason why it was so interesting to me, and I, part of the reason why I wanted to bring it up is, um, of course, yes, you'll always have that. Any kind of person who always wants to aspire to be better should be doing that sort of a thing. The one thing that I thought that was pure you that I did want to get a little bit more of you to talk about was you talking about your belief on training in the gi and that that is real jujitsu to you. And I felt mm-hmm. like anybody who knows you knows that was you coming across on the podcast as your most authentic self. Um, did you get feedback from people on that particular thing that you were talking about in terms of how you feel that gi or you know jujitsu at its pure essence is training in the gi? Um, not not really, not too much. Uh, I mean, I'd say maybe there was a couple comments on whatever picture I posted. Uh, you know, on that day at Joe Rogan's, um, a, a couple of people just saying, oh, I love how you talked about the gi. Um, you know, so there was a, a little bit, uh, but I didn't get anything direct, like, you know, anyone messaging me directly or anything. Um, no, but the, the, the few things that I did see, were, people were were positive about it, and, and you know, they, they appreciated the way that I spoke about the gi. Well, I'll tell you the reason why is I went to go clip part of that. Um, uh, I was at my, my job listening to you and I was sitting there and I go, oh, I said screen green scrap or screen grab this conversation because it's really unique. And I think it's really cool to hear somebody in MMA talk about how much they miss uh, all of their opportunities training in the gi, but that they still make it a priority, even though they're fighting in MMA. And before I could even finish recording it or just like screen grabbing it it was already up in a meme form of someone already explaining you know what your perspective was on it just the, the nice little clip of it and i thought that that speaks well to a perspective on it having said that um are you like what has been training in the gi like for you right now because you've been so hyper focused on this and in the past you've always said it's a major priority to be training in the gi but with the title shot is that still that priority or have you kind of had to change or modify it a little bit? Um, well, I mean, I'm always teaching when I'm, when I'm at home, uh, you know, I, I, I'm always teaching classes. Um, and so I, I still put the key on and, and, you know, uh, teach class will around my guys. Um, you know, I, we did a little more Nogi classes at the end of the year because of the Nogi worlds and everything else. So, I'm definitely not putting the gi on as much as I used to. Um, but, I, I mean, I would say at least two to three times a week, I have my gi on, I do class, and I get some sort of, you know, uh, rolls in with the gi. Um, you know, for me now, I'm not doing, like, competitive gi training for any sort of competition, you know, to prepare for any sort of event. Um, nothing like that, which is what the majority of my, my jujitsu training always was, you know, um, you know, the gi was, was what I put all my effort into for competition. Um, and it was also, of course, what I love to do, what brought me happiness and, and was fun. Um, but at the same time, it was, 
it was you know uh, a little more like like a, a sort of high intensity as well because you know the majority of the events I competed in were in the gi. Now it shifted. Like now, when I put the gi on, it's all about that sort of meditation, that fun, that balance. Um, you know, like I, I, I still, I'm still developing technique. I'm still um, very engaged with the gi game um, and how I like to do things, how I like to, you know, demonstrate and, and communicate all my my techniques, thoughts concepts, everything. I mean, I still do a lot of seminars. Uh, and most of the time when I do seminars, I'm teaching in the gi. Um, so the gi is still very much a big piece of, of my life. And uh, the lessons that I've learned in MMA, I, I'm also applying to the gi. So, um, you know, overall, I feel that I'm my jujitsu is, is always getting better. Uh, even though, you know, the gi is not my focus, um, I'm a better jujitsu practitioner. I have a better understanding of, of many, many things that I wouldn't have ever really, you know, tapped into or experienced if it wasn't for, you know, getting in the cage. Um, so I, I'm, I like now. I would say I, I just, you know, enjoy my time in the gi even more. Not that I didn't enjoy it before, but it, it also was, was, you know. Uh, you know, all my goals and everything were were, were re revolving around the gi. Now the gi, you know, like I said, it's really kind of meditation for me. Um, and, uh, you know, most of the time when I'm training now, I'm not, in, in, when I'm in the gi, I'm not thinking about my own training. You know what I mean? I'm thinking about helping others um, and, and rolling, you know, for them uh, instead of for me preparing for something in the gi, you know. Um, so I roll a lot with like, you know, my smaller guys now in the gi that maybe I wouldn't have always rolled with when it was another time, um, you know, because now I'm just helping them and I'm just flowing and I'm moving. I roll a lot with my dad, um, you know, and just all my students, you know, and so it's just fun. It, it, it's, it's, you know, my, my way of balancing out the brutality and the impact and the stress of of a fight is is in a gi but when you help your students get ready for like no gi worlds and whatnot is there still a part of you that's kind of like oh man yeah i kind of wish i was doing that too i wish i could there was a way i could do it all yeah for sure um you know the the competitiveness inside of me um wants to do it all and i've definitely i've definitely you know, attempted it. Like I, I, I've been doing a lot, like a lot of times people really don't, they, maybe they don't notice, uh, quite as much because I'm not at all the tournaments, but you know, uh, these last few years, like pretty heavily 16, 17, 18, um, you know, I've been, I've been in and out of the, the gi, no gi and MMA, you know, arenas, uh, very actively. Um, you know, this year was the first year, actually, I just thought of this the other day. This year was the first year in my, nearly my whole life, like, uh, you know, since I really became serious about jujitsu, this is the first year of my life since I was like 13, 14 years old that I didn't do a gi competition, that I didn't do at least one, you know, event where I, where I suited up in the gi. So that was, that was a little different, you know, um, 
but uh, you know, I'm just putting so much emphasis on my wrestling and MMA. Well, hold on. Um, How does one and, come and, to and, that and conclusion, I, though? Like, what were you doing to prompt that that thinking? I was just reminiscing on the year, and and you know, I, I missed the the Master Worlds because uh, my fight with Salter was in September, like a month a month later. So I was originally going to do the Masters Worlds this year again. Um, because uh, I thought I would fight closer to October, November, mm. uh, but then the, the September fight came up, and so, um, you know, because we missed, he, he had to pull out of the April one, um, you know, like the September, like he had already been waiting, like we had to do it, so, um, so I couldn't do the Masters this year, and that's been kind of, you know, my main thing in the gi to do the last couple of years. Um, so I was sad that I missed the masters and, and when I was just reminiscing on the years, like, oh, it's just me either fighting or doing no gi. So, uh, that's the first time that's happened since I was a kid. Um, but otherwise, besides for that, I've been going in and out of all three, um, you know, pretty actively. Uh, and this year, you know, I had a couple of big no gi super fights. Uh, one was Tim Spriggs and the other one recently against Josh Hinger. So, two super tough guys, you know, guys that are at the, at the top, you know, they, they both won the Nogi world. And so, um, you know, I'm still facing the, the top guys. Um, you know, maybe it, I'm not at all the tournaments, but, um, you know, I, I'm doing, I like to stay active. And so I'm doing everything that I can, you know, if I don't have a fight, I want to stay busy, keep my jujitsu sharp, keep the adrenaline pumping. And, uh, and so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see what sort of pro events are going on. I love uh, Fight to Win. You know, Seth is, is really great to work with, and, and uh, he has so many events. So anytime I have a, uh, some downtime, it's really easy for me to message him and say, look, I'm not fighting for a little bit. What's on the schedule? And, uh, and he can, you know, uh, work with me on, on getting me uh, on one of the cards and, and getting me a good, a good match. So uh, I really enjoy doing that and just, you know, keep developing, keep evolving. Uh, but it's definitely easier for me to, to jump into no gi competition um, than gi competition just because I, I'm not training gi with that mindset right now. Uh, but I would have done the Masters. Uh, that, I think, is a little easier because it's all in one day yeah. and the, 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 the match time limits are, are like six minutes. And so that's more what I'm used to right now, like five-minute rounds, you know, uh, like in the May. Um, and of course, you know, all my guys, I have tons of competitors that go to that one. So I, I would have done that one, but it didn't work out. I'm pretty um, sure the people so who it, were it in your category were just fine with you not showing up. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that I want to speak for them, but I'm pretty sure the year before when you decided to show up at the last minute and I was like, why are you coming here to rob these people? Of, of it, it was actually the year, the year before that, uh, yes. 16, so yes. 16, 16 and 17, I double go with both years and. My, my, my original goal was to, to triple double, like, uh, like in basketball, uh, three years in a row, double, double. Um, but, uh, but it's all good. Uh, that'll be there, you know, for the rest of my life. And, um, you know, whenever I'm done with MMA, I'm going to do master's world until I'm in a wheelchair. So, um, people will still see me compete in the gi, you know, for, for many years to come. Well, I was still happy that you did get a great match with uh, Hinger and you got this great match with Tim Spriggs. And uh, obviously, you know, you were named uh, as one of the recipients of, I believe it was the Nogi Black Belt uh, 
Submission Artist of the Year from uh, from uh, Setside over at Fight to Win. So those are great accolades, you know, that show that your heart is always still at the community. You're never too far away. As a spectator, though, you know, we get to the end of the year. Were there matches that, as you were watching this year, that you were really like, wow, that was a great match, or wow, I really, really like that? Because I know you're still plugged in enough to be watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Man, I, definitely, this was a great year for jiu-jitsu. Uh, you know, every year it just keeps getting better and better. I think now there's so many pro events, and there's, you know, just this wave of talent always coming up. Um, you know, I, I was at the Worlds this year, um, you know, coaching and, and, and enjoying it as a, as a spectator. Um, and there were many, many great matches there. Um you know, that I really enjoyed. And then I watched the Nogi world, uh, on, on flow grappling. Um, I was pretty plugged into that as well. And, and lots of great matches there, you know, I mean, jujitsu is still, you know, my, my primary love. Uh, I mean, I love what I'm doing right now, but I'm going to be doing jujitsu for the rest of my life. Like I, I can't not get on the mats. And so, um, you know, I, I'm still very much in tune. I'm watching everybody. I'm trying to you know, keep up and learn and, and keep my own jujitsu, um, you know, developing and progressing. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, it's hard for me just to say one match. Um, I, I enjoyed so many. Um, I thought uh, Hinger's performance at the Nogi Worlds was was really awesome. Um, you know, getting the finish. He's one of the guys I saw, you know, uh, winning the finals with the submission. I don't know how many how many finals were won by submission, at least on the men's side. Um, but he got that beautiful, uh, you know, sort of guillotine switch to a north-south. Um, so I was happy for him. You know, we just had a, a really tough match, and, and uh, he's a good guy, so I was happy to see that for him. Uh, I was also happy for Spriggs as well. I mean, I'm, I'm bringing up the guys that I fought, but uh, uh, because, you know, Spriggs has been in the game, um, you know, fighting really well, always there on the podium. And this was his first world title. Um, and, you know, I don't know him, know him, but, you know, I know, I know what that feeling is. I know how hard you work, how much sacrifice uh, takes to, to, you know, to get there. And uh, when you see someone get there first, um, that it wasn't easy. You know, it didn't happen the first year he got his black belt. You know what I mean? Uh, when you have to put in a few years to finally get that first one, um, you know, uh, when I see something like that, it definitely – it definitely, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm happy for that person. You know, I, I can feel what they feel. And, uh, and probably my favorite moment of the year, though, um, was Bushesha giving Lowe uh, the absolute title. Um, that was so, so beautiful. You know, uh, when I was there at the world, I just, you know, like I was kind of talking with Sean, you know, it's like, man, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And, uh, and when he did it, it was just like, man, uh, you know, I just had this like, like, like goosebumps, you know, of, uh, of just like inspiration and emotion for, you know, for, for them, for low, you know, once again, someone that's been there, absolute, like always in the top, you know, but never got that absolute world title, uh, had so many tough close fights with Bushesha and, you know, obviously they're great friends, but they're from different teams. And for Bashesha to, to be so humble and, and, you know, such a great person to, to pass it, you know, to low, 
after he just got hurt, you know, um, I, I just thought that was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in jiu-jitsu ever. Um, and so that, you know, it's not a match, but as far as a moment, uh, to me, that was, you know, really, really special. I mean, on our, our title sequence, I know you can't see it, but on our title sequence to the show, uh, I have a photo that I think my, I myself or my sister took of that moment because it's so iconic. It's such a, you remember seeing it, you remember the, the way you feel, and I know how I feel as a, a, a spectator, but I don't have the same perspective as, say, you as an athlete who's been there, who knows how close it is and, and the real true struggle it is to get to there, so... I, I very much enjoy uh, seeing everybody's response to that particular moment. And I think it's funny. People have forgotten almost just because it feels like this year's been going on forever. But they forget that happened this year. <laughs> like, that happened in May. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's one of the, uh, the moments, like, like flow, you know, the, the, the flow awards. Mm -hmm. They have that as one of the biggest moments of the year. And for me, that's without a doubt. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you've never seen anything like that before. And uh, those two guys, especially, like, everything surrounding it, um, you know, uh, for me, that, that's definitely the, you know, not just the biggest moment of the year, but one of the, the most special things I've ever seen in jiu-jitsu, you know, especially in competition, um, you know, in my whole life. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I definitely remember going back to Verbal Tap and telling Kevin, yeah, I don't think I could do that for you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could. I mean, I, I'd tell you I'd do it, but I probably still wouldn't. Uh, so there's that. You also got a little bit of uh, – you talked about the fact that you were able to do a super fight recently with Hinger. That was great. But you also got the opportunity to be on the other side, which is doing more uh, commentary work. You did that at the Ana Invitational. What did that feel like? Oh, it was, it was cool. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I had done some commentating – um, for like Budo videos back in the day. And I think I did something for flow as well. Um, you know, like when I was at the Pan Ams or the world, uh, uh, some of those years, you know, um, when I was at all the tournaments, you know, it, it, like now I'm not at the tournaments as much as I used to be. Uh, this year I wasn't at the Pan, but I did make it to the actual world, but I missed the Nogi worlds and everything else. So, um, you know, uh, so I'd done it before, and I always enjoyed it. And getting an opportunity to do it again um, was was really cool. I got to uh, see some of the the talent, you know, some some talent that I hadn't really, um, you know, heard of or seen compete before. Uh, I don't want to. Some of it was local talent, yeah. um, but there was also m many guys from from out of state down there competing as well, um, and just you know some some up and comers that that I hadn't hadn't seen uh compete yet and uh man i'll tell you what um there was some really really awesome jiu-jitsu being displayed especially from from a few teenagers uh, one of which was only 15 years old and he made it to the finals against an 18 year old uh in the 135 pound tournament and uh and man those kids were really 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 awesome uh especially the 15 year old i mean being 15 he i believe he beat at least one black belt that day um, and maybe a brown belt as well, uh, in, in route to the finals. And, uh, and he was just very scrappy. Like it competed like a, an adult, you know, yeah. like very well-rounded, confident, uh, knew what he had to do, played strategy, but also just had the fight. You know, he had the fight in him. 
Um, he had the attitude and the swagger, and uh, and to have all that at 15, to have that kind of that kind of uh, you know experienced sort of uh, you know package uh, of of all the above. Um, you know, when he's only 15, he's not even technically a blue belt yet. Uh, was was something special. So um, I, I think his last name was Tackett, and I believe there's a few brothers. Um, and, and he's might be the youngest, or maybe there's one more that's even younger. I'm not sure. Well, I, but, uh, yeah, that, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And, and you know, like, uh, I, I, I want to be involved with jujitsu and, and, you know, mixed martial arts forever. Um, teaching, coaching, competing in whatever I can, you know, as far as jujitsu goes, I'll be in the master's divisions forever. But, uh, uh, you know, commentating is something that I really enjoy and, and I'm definitely, um, going to keep, you know, those doors open later on in life and, and, uh, you know, hopefully be able to, uh, do more of that in the future. Well, I think we'd like to see you do that. I mean, you, you have a wealth of knowledge. You have competed just about every other place there is imaginable. So having that wealth of experience to, to draw upon is also uh, a great asset. I just know that, uh, I interviewed Jacob, uh, Harris, who ended up winning, uh, that and he's a young kid too. And yes. I got to a point yes. where I asked Jacob, I said, Hey man, what did it feel like to have Lovato commentate your match? And he's on air. He looks at me and he just goes, "Oh yeah, no, I didn't think about that." Was was he commentating? And I was like, "Yeah, dude." He goes, "I know. I just I still haven't processed it. Like, how did I get <laughs> Rafael Lovato commentating my match?" He's like, "I said what's up to him, and that was cool." And I was like, "Dude, this <laughs> this poor kid's like totally forgetting. He's so in the zone of competing. He was just like, oh right, that's awesome." Yeah. Yeah. And I actually coached against him, uh, in the semifinals. He went against one of my young kids as well. Um, and they, you know, it was a war. It came down to the overtime. Yeah. It was just like a few seconds, uh, longer, um, ride time he had. So, um, you know, he, he, he managed to win, but, uh, you know, I was very impressed by him. I, I forgot his name, but now, now you said it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he went against, uh, the, the, the tacky kid and the 15 year old in the final. Yeah. And uh, like I said, they're both extremely impressive. Well, that's great. Well, listen, I know that we're, we're coming close on time, but uh, I want to give you two opportunities. One real quick uh, to shout out your sponsors, uh, if you wouldn't mind doing so, sir, because I know these are the people who are helping. We actually have War Tribe as uh, the stock photo uh, right now that we're using of you. Uh, because you, you just look so nice with those clouds juxtaposed in the background. <laughs> it just helps you pop out a little bit. And uh, we love yeah, those guys. Man. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to take this photo. I don't care. They can come after me later for it. Uh, yeah, we're trying. They're, they're doing big things. They're really, uh, I think, uh, sort of leveling things up, you know, like mm -hmm. stepping the game up as far as the the quality of the the, the pictures and the video material that they're, that they're releasing. And then, of course, the, the gear itself, um, the geese, the lifestyle, clothing is all just beautiful stuff. I'm really happy to, to represent them and they, they do a good job of, of finding some landscape that actually, you know, make me look somewhat okay. You know, <laughs> no, no. Uh, you... <laughs> maybe, maybe shave a couple years off. Oh, jeez. Um, I, I guess but, the question uh, <laughs> I had was when you were doing this, where did you guys go? Cause this backdrop they found. That one was in Oregon. That was, was in, Oregon. uh, okay. in sisters, sisters, Oregon, um, which is right next to Bend, Oregon, which is a very famous place super beautiful out there and uh and that's where their headquarters is 
um, they've actually outgrown their headquarters and will be uh, getting a new new facility, I believe. Um, but it'll probably still be based in that area. That's where Randy um, lives. He's out there. So, um, you know, Oregon is a beautiful place. I have a lot of students there. I have a few few affiliate academies there, black belts there, and uh, and so I love visiting Oregon. But um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was in Oregon, and we we did another one. We did this really sick video. Um, at the Salt Flats in Utah, right next to to uh, Nevada, yeah, uh, on the border border of Utah, and Nevada, um, and that was, you know, super surreal as well. Like just the 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 way that you know they captured, you know, if you go to their award tribe Instagram, you can. You can see. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm sure we can we can uh, put this over it. I just there's something funny about me watching this and saying, you know, Lovato, do you go to random beaches and locales that are deserted and uh, firemen's carry dudes over? Quite, and then I, <laughs> I know the answer to that, so I feel like no, he, he would do that. It's just it's so great because when you talk about the production value of what they were doing, I just saw that commercial and I just said I don't really see anything like that for yeah. uh, jiu-jitsu, and I think it's pretty dope that, of course, you're doing it, but that, you know, it's kind of for everybody, you know? Right, right, 100%, 100%. So, yeah, you know, shout out to War Tribe. Um, you know, really appreciate all their support, everything they're doing for the sport, for the art. Um, and uh, I also want to mention Onnit, uh, who I was just, you know, down there in Austin commentating at the Onnit Invitational. Um another you know just um like unique company that's doing big things and really growing a lot um you know and i'm ha super happy to be uh working with them as well um and uh, resilience cbd uh, which is a new member of my my family um been uh, using their products and and my first time i've really been consistent like i've tried a couple of cbd products but now um, you know, I'm all in and, uh, and feeling, uh, some great results, um, you know, with, uh, my recovery and my sleep. Um, so shout out to resilient CBD and, uh, also just want to mention, uh, Brookover enterprises and white equipment rental. Um, a couple of close friends of mine that, uh, support me a lot in, in my MMA and my fight camps and everything. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. And, you know, while I'm on the topic, I, I just want to mention all of my, my team, too. Everyone that com, 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 composes uh, or comprises Team Lovato MMA, uh, Hibeto Jiu-Jitsu, Evolu Soundtai, uh, Piccolo Wrestling, uh, my coach Brian Piccolo, and I have a few other, you know, Jacob Casper just helped me. Uh, also, Blake Rolfschalt is a great training partner of mine. Um, uh, and Budokan uh, Movement Arts. Cameron Shane, my movement and mobility teacher, and of course all my all my students and uh, training partners at my school in Oklahoma City. Um, you know, uh, the most amazing thing about MMA for me is how all these people that I've I've uh, you know had the privilege of learning and connecting with um, over my years. You know, uh, they all come together um, for my MMA fights. You know. Uh, it's basically my, my whole life, <laughs> you know, my dad's in my corner, um, uh, you know, everything, everyone's special to me and every, every art that I've trained, all my teachers, all my, 
you know, basically my life's work, um, you know, they all come together. Um, and like I said, I just passed a really, really special uh, period of time here in Oklahoma with all these people here helping me. They all sacrificed holiday time. Um, you know, they, they're all just as invested in me becoming a world champion in MMA as I am. And so when I got the fight, they were like, yes, I'll be there. Um, you know, just, just tell me when. And, and, you know, they came. And so um, I'm just super grateful. I'm still feeling a huge sense of gratitude for them. So that's why I, I, I wanted to say something uh, right now. But uh, uh, I'm just surrounded by so much inspiration and a lot of badasses who remind me every day how much I could be better at so many different things. And so for that, I'm just very fortunate. That's great. Uh, you know, the last question I kind of wanted to leave you with was, uh, and you, you brought it up with talking about uh, Hinger and uh, with Spriggs, but I really wanted to get your perspective on this, on what it felt like this year in particular to see five Americans win at Nogi Worlds. Because when we talk about Americans making more and more growth in the sport, you have to be at the top of that list. And I know that you probably have to feel uh, a great sense of pride about that. But I was curious, you know, you, you've got to see that headline and, and have some kind of response to it. And I wondered if you wouldn't mind sharing that with us. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, now, like, I mean, in the gi, we're still, you know, we're still climbing. Um, you know, no, we've been doing pretty well for quite some time. Um, ever since the first ABCCs, you know, there have been American champions. Ever since the first Nogi Worlds, there have been American champions in the black belt. Um, but uh, in the Gi, you know, obviously this was a, another very special year as well with uh, uh, Mikey getting a, you know, second title in a row, becoming the first non-Brazilian to win two titles, um, which was basically what I was putting my whole life <laughs> into uh, and, and why I stayed in jiu-jitsu as long as I did because I kept going for that second world title and, uh, and, and fell short. You know, I, I medaled eight years in a row, but I never got that, that second title. Um, and so that was incredible to see. And, I, and on the same day, I think that was, yeah, that was also the first time where there was multiple American champions with, with Jamil uh, winning as well. So, um, you know, Definitely nowadays, like, I think, uh, you know, jiu-jitsu is so much more worldwide. I mean, you know, then the Europeans did especially well uh, this year. Uh, you know, trans has kind of been representing for Europe for quite some time, but then we had some new European blood um, who have been doing well, Wardzinski and, and um, I might be saying his name wrong, but Langaker, uh, who made it to the finals at middleweight. So, you know, for me, it's just so beautiful. Like, I, I, I feel so grateful um, to have came into jiu-jitsu the time that I did, you know, see it almost in its roots uh, in Brazil as far as the sport goes. Not the roots of jiu-jitsu necessarily, but definitely the roots of the sport. You know, the very first world that I went to was, uh, was 1999, and the very first world ever uh, was in 96, you know, and so I was just a few years away from from the very first world championship that there ever was and i got to i got to you know see it experience it and and understand you know where jiu-jitsu came from and 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 what it meant and what it you know 
what it was at that time, you know, when it really wasn't about sport. It was becoming a sport, but it wasn't about sport then, you know. There was no internet. There was no social media. You weren't getting famous. You weren't winning money or even really making money. The seminar opportunities weren't there. None of that was was a part of it, you know. It was just pure pride and love of jiu-jitsu and representing for your team and your family you know that's what those guys fought for um and that's what really made some of the legendary champions of that time and and you know um was just so special you know of how pure it was and uh and so super grateful that i got to be a part of that and see that and may have been you know the youngest or the first american teenager to ever do that uh or, or i was definitely amongst the first um and then you know watch it transition to the u.s uh and then you know uh, during that transition everything changed to what it is today now the professional uh, you know the, the the level of professional events that are the way you can make money the way guys can make a name for themselves and and um you know have so many opportunities uh it's just amazing to see now and of course the the way it's grown here in the U.S. Now so many top competitors are from here. And basically, you know, probably uh, 80 to 90 percent of all the top competitors that there are are based here, um, you know. And so um, it's, it's really beautiful. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely excited to continue watching. You know, I just saw these teenagers in Austin, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the new wave of teenagers coming up in jiu-jitsu, here in the U.S. nowadays, uh, it's going to be really something special to see. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, jiu-jitsu is, like, the way that it's so universal, I mean, you know, it, it's so special. Like, just myself being able to go anywhere in the world almost and, and you know, uh, be able to make friends and, and have someone show me their country, their culture, um, you know, we're talking about it kind of in the U.S., but I'm experiencing it all across the world. You know, I, I go so many places without even the intention of teaching or or doing some sort of jiu-jitsu thing. And then I run into someone that does jiu-jitsu, and I make a new friend, and they want to show me around. You know what I mean? So um, that sort of stuff is, like, just surreal and, you know, just a beautiful reminder for me that I, I chose the right path and, and uh, just, you know, once again, super grateful uh, to have this martial arts life and, and have everything that Jiu-Jitsu is uh, provided for me. Well, that's great. And speaking of super grateful, super grateful of your time. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I really, really appreciate it. I know the whole community it cannot wait for you to get uh, your title shot, which you very much deserve. And I do hope it happens in March. And I'm still slightly terrified that you might show up a week later at pans i'm i'm just saying <laughs> always make me stay up at night um but i cannot tell you how much we are uh we are happy for you and i know it's a minor setback but you know as good as anybody else in terms of you know if that patience is there you know great things still end up happening we had to wait a little bit extra for that john salter fight and you had an amazing john salter fight so it's not a problem for us as fans to wait a little bit longer to see great things for you sir yeah, thank you so much. It's not a setback whatsoever. Like I said, uh, I'm going to be that much better and, uh, and you know, I have that much more time to spend with all these, uh, you know, amazing people that I surround myself with. So 
um, it's going to happen. And, and along that line, uh, you know, I, I felt so much love and support uh, when the news came out about the title fight from the jiu-jitsu community, all my fans and supporters, from you guys, um, you know, the whole the, the whole world of jiu-jitsu out there um, getting behind me and believing in me. And so uh, for that, I just want to say thank you. Um, you know, uh, I can't d- describe what that means to me. And, um, you know, it's still going to happen, guys. Uh, as soon as I know, you all will know. And uh, just stay tuned and, you know, let's make history in 2019.